At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. Welcome to the Cryptic Keeper Podcast, the podcast for cryptids and their keepers. That's us. And if you're listening, that means you too. I'm Addison Peacock. And I'm Andrew Island Boy Giada. That's right. Bringing you that nice vacation summertime energy here at the Cryptic Keeper Podcast. So I'm Addison Peacock and I'm coming for Alex Flanagan's job. Andrew's coming for my job, and uh, we're all just coming for each other's jobs in a circle. Uh, Soon we'll all have each other's jobs, and nothing won't be the same as it was. So, we're mixing it up a little bit today on the Cryptic Keeper. (laughs) Nice. And uh, normally, you're used to... I've got to get out of my chill zone now. Normally into host (laughs) mode. Ah, energy shift. Normally, I'm sure you're used to uh, Alex or myself bringing in the cryptid, but this week we're changing things up a little bit. This week it's my cryptid. This week it's Andrew's cryptid. This week it's my cryptid. Which is... We are mixing it up. Which is, again, like such a... Such a change, such a sweeps week, mid-season twist kind of deal. Honestly, yeah, I can't even really. believe it. Got like, to rake in the ratings. What is this, right? A crossover episode? Uh, something like that. Hey, do you hear that? Um, I... Sounds like someone's trying to get in. Uh, hello? 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 Oh, hi, guys. What's going on? Is that... You guys recording a podcast? It's uh, it's me, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Wow, you're back. Wow, yeah, it's uh, nice to see you guys. Wow, who uh, who in- invited you? Oh, here? nobody. I just uh, was hanging out outside, chewing on some uh, brambles, and I thought I'd come check in uh, what you guys were up to. Uh, well, yeah, we're we're just gonna start recording here in in a second. It's been a long time. How did he get in here? I don't know. I didn't let him. Beautiful day outside. The sky is so blue. Yeah, maybe you should like. Go and hang out outside some more, and yeah. since it's so beautiful. Would you be willing to wait outside, and, like, maybe we can give you a call if we want to, like, bring you into the... Yeah, sure, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, just like yeah that's in, fine. in the lobby or yeah. outside. I can wait. I can wait wherever. That's Great. fine. Thanks. Uh, did I tell you about that time on the step for cars? No, 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 Owen, you don't need to... It's fine. We no, can tell us about car, it later. Yep, cars. Yep, cars, got so, it. Yep. All right, we'll see you later. Oh, okay, bye, guys. Yeah, um... Gosh. I, How did he get in here? I don't know. I mean... You know how Owen is really good at, like, contorting his body and, like, Ugh. sliding into air vents and yeah, stuff? Yeah, he's a slippery one. He's a slippery boy. He's just so slippery. Um, I tried to break it to him that people don't want him on the show anymore. Like, we've gotten all these, like, one-star reviews about it, and, like, people do mm. not want him on the show. Like, they really, really don't. But he really – I feel like it went one ear out the other. Like, he just can't. It would break his heart. It would break his heart. So I just – you got to let him down easy and, like, mm-hmm. keep kind of – Keep them at a distance, just be nice and be polite, but I promise that I won't let anything like that happen again. Right. I'm really sorry right. about that. It's okay. Okay. You know, Thank sweeps you. week. Sweep. Well, for my cryptid, my first <laughs> cryptid, I'm going to drop my phone all Very good. over the place. Very good. So, um, I'm wondering, does the ukulele have anything to do with it? It certainly does. Okay. I thought there might be a reason you brought some uh, this week, fun ukulele energy. This week, we are taking a trip to the islands of Hawaii. Hawaii? Hawaii. Hawaii? Hawaii. So, to start us off, 
I, I used to live in Hawaii. Wait, what? I used to live in Hawaii. <gasps> I've known you for like three years. Uh-huh. I did not know that. Yeah, when I was a young a young boy, still in knee pants, mm. and I still wear shorts, whatever. Um, what are knee pants? I don't know. I hear it like talked about in, in like are knee pants shorts yeah they're just shorts are knee pants bermuda shorts i think they're just shorts okay um i used to live in hawaii from when i was in second grade until fourth grade oh wow um because my dad was in the military we yeah. moved around a lot where'd um, you live i lived on the island of uh oahu okay uh just outside of honolulu um, wow. Yeah, but this was my parents' second time in Hawaii, and they always tell me this story, and it's such a bad one. Oh. Um, when they were going to Hawaii for the very first time, they got on the plane, and they were arguing about how you say it. They say, Hawaii. And no, you say Hawaii, because that's how they say it on, on the island. That's how the I native people say I have never heard that. It. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So the My v- ignorance is showing. I had no idea. No, so the W in the Hawaiian language is pronounced like a V. Okay. So Hawaii, 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 Hawaii. Finally, the person in front of them turns around and says, excuse me, it's Hawaii. And they say, okay, thank you very much. And the man in front of them turns around again, you're welcome. And he turns back. So I really thought, I didn't know that. I genuinely thought you were doing a German accent before. And now I feel like a big jerk. No, that's okay. But, okay. That's all right. So you're the welcome. cryptid this week is the Menehune. The Menehuna? The Menehuna. Okay. Or the Menehune. It is a Hawaiian cryptid. Okay. Well, there's some debate about that, actually. Oh, wait. Okay. It is a cryptid based in Hawaii. So the Menehune are a dwarf people in Hawaiian mythology who live deep in the forests and hidden valleys of the Hawaiian islands, far from the eyes of normal humans. Mm, okay. So the uh, Menehune were said to be superb craftspeople. This is feeling very, like, dwarves. It is feeling very dwarves. Imagine, like, dwarves mixed with, like, the brownies from Scottish mythology. Okay. Do um, they do, like, little, like, mm-hmm. household chores? They, uh, in some myths they do. Okay, in some yeah. They no, yeah. Don't. I'll let you, I'll um, let the story unfold before sure, me. Sure, sure. So legends say that the Minihune built temples, fish ponds, roads, canoes, and houses. Some of these structures, um... That Hawaiian folklore attributed to the Menehune still exists today. They are said to have existed in Hawaii even before uh, settlers from Polynesia arrived. Now, did they have any magical properties? Some uh, stories say that, yes, they did. Okay. They are very, actually, magical beings. Um, they okay. Are, so what? Let me, let me go into, like, physical description yeah, first. They are stated as not being higher than three feet. Um, okay. They are... In, in, like, skin tone, very, like, um, Pacific Islander mm-hmm. in appearance. And they generally have, in, in most stories, um, very round bellies. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Perfect. They just look like real tiny, tiny people with, with big, big bellies. They sound great. They are great. I love the Minihunas <laughs> so much. They sound really good. They sound really jolly. Mm-hmm. They do. So some of the early scholars theorized that there were uh, – sorry – Theorized that there was a first settlement of Hawaii by settlers from the Marquesas Islands. I believe I'm saying that right. And a second from Tahiti. Mm-hmm. Um, those from the uh, Marquesas Islands being the uh, Menehune. Now, this is – Alex would have actually really loved this. Um, it's also – not the content, but mm-hmm. the um, – just the word analysis and all mm-hmm. of that. There is a Tahitian word for commoners, uh, the Manahune. 
not the Menehune, mm-hmm. Manehuna. Okay. Uh, in the T- Tahitian language, which basically, like, literally meant lowly people. Okay. So over the years, that was probably um, misinterpreted as Menehune. Uh, little people, not lowly, but little. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's probably where that word came from, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is really fascinating. So the uh, Menihune, the the tiny dwarven Hawaiian uh, guys, are attributed to building uh, a lot of the um, architecture around the Hawaiian Islands that was there even before the um, first settlers. For example. Okay. Nice. The Alekoko or Menehune uh, fish pond on the island of Ho- uh, Kauai. Okay. I don't know how, how much you know about Hawaii, but there are a whole bunch of different islands. Right? Yeah. Obviously, you know that. Yeah. One of them is called Kauai. It's like sort of in the middle. Um, it's not the biggest. It's not the smallest. It's, right. It's... Shapes. It's looked kind of like a shoe. It's shaped like a shoe. It's shaped like a shoe. Okay. I, yeah. I genuinely do not know a lot about the layout of Hawaii, so okay. this is very helpful. So for the Alekoko fish pond on the island of Kauai was said to be built by the Menehune. Four, specifically, way, way back before um, mm-hmm. European settlers, for the prince and princess of the island. Oh. Mm-hmm. So the Menehune... This is the royal fish pond. Yes, the royal fish pond. Okay. The Menehune were very talented and magical builders who worked with only three rules. The uh, structure, whatever they were building, had to be of the highest quality. Okay. If it wasn't, they would abandon it and start again. Okay. They would only work at night, and no one w- could see them working on it. That reminds me, yeah, that reminds me of some fairy lore. Mm-hmm. The working at night, and you're not allowed to see them doing their, doing their work. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what happened when they were building the fish pond, the Alacoca fish pond, was um, they said, we will build this to honor the prince and princess of, of uh-huh. this island, of this uh, monarchy. Right. And we will start, and we'll have it done by tomorrow. Right, they said we're going to start this big fish pond. It's a it's a big pond. It's not like a right. little, little pond. It's more almost like a lake. Um, we will start today and have it mm-hmm. done by tomorrow. And they said these are the three rules: we'll work tonight. Do not come and, and look for us. Of course, the prince and princess, being children that yeah. they were, were very curious about the men right. and went around midnight to go and see them work. Of course, it being so late, they fell asleep and were uh, awakened by the sun rising over. The mountains, and they were discovered by the Menehune, who subsequently stopped work on the pond and turned them into pillars. They turned the people they into pillars? They turned the prince and princess who went to see them into pillars. Just because they... Oh. They told them the rules. I know, that's true. And they turned them into pillars. The <laughs> pond Jeez. The pond was left uncompleted. Uh, just a, uh, Most of it was done. There were a few stones mm-hmm. missing here and there. And legend says that... Um, Centuries later, when more people came to the island, they finished the the pond and put more stones in. But because they were not built by – those stones were not built by the Minahuna, it fell apart a lot quicker than the rest mm, of the pond. Right. So the stones that were put there by people fell down and the, the that part of the walls collapsed right. before the rest of it. That makes sense. So that, that is sense. like the big structure that they are attributed with uh, with building. Okay. I just – I can't get over the pillars thing. It's like – I know. It's it's a little hard. Here's the thing. I get that when you establish your boundaries, you need to be firm about enforcing them and making mm-hmm. sure people respect them. I do understand that. But perhaps turning people into pillars 
is a little bit strong. It's like a it's a let the punishment fit the crime kind of scenario. Yeah, I think. it's definitely a lot. It reminds me of how in uh, Greek mythology, someone. Uh, it reminds me how in Greek mythology, someone would just be like, I, I think I might be the best weaver that there ever was mm-hmm. ever, even better than the gods, maybe. And right. then they get turned into a spider. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of that. And it's like, yeah, don't be rude, but also don't turn her into a spider. And there is some speculation about whether or not the Menehune were a uh, Pacific Islander, uh, quote unquote, cryptid or mythical creature, or if it was kind of. Um, brought over by the European settlers because Mm -hmm. it shares so many similarities to like fairy lore and other European uh, myths. Right. Uh, So there is a lot of speculation about that. But But at the same time, sorry, Mm -hmm. I was going to say there's a lot of kind of crossover in folklore all over the world. There is. And uh, furthermore, like the Hawaiian tradition at the time was not to write down their history. It was all orally passed down. Okay. So there is no record of the Menehune being written about, but there wouldn't have been. Right. That's the thing. So it's very hard to say if it is a a Hawaiian tradition or if it was brought down to – brought down, wow – brought over to the Hawaiian Islands from European settlers. At this point in time, in 2018, a lot of the uh, natives of the island accept the Menehunas as a Hawaiian cultural uh, legend. Okay. So they are regarded as they are regarded even as even though a there's Hawaiian some debate. Yeah, legend. Yes. Okay. Even though historically there is debate, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like them. Yeah, they're very good. So even though for a long, long time they were builders, they built mm-hmm. the fish pond. There is a, I forget what they call it exactly. It is a a uh, temple. A temple. Um, okay. I forget the Hawaiian word that they use for it, but is it's a temple on not one of the main islands. Hawaii is a chain of of many, many, many islands, and there are only I want to say five or six main ones that people like live on. There are a whole bunch of small ones. Mm-hmm. Um, on some of the small ones, there are uh, upright stones, like long stones that are turned upright. Oh. Mm-hmm, that are attributed to the Menehune. Like, uh, I'm so sorry for putting everything through a European no, lens. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to kind of conceptualize Stonehenge mm-hmm. style. Uh, yeah, Stonehenge style. But okay. imagine instead of like the, the cross at the top. Mm-hmm. It's just they're they're standing up straight. There's no oh, wow. roof okay. on top of it. So that's attributed to them. Many, many people do attribute that as um, when they were like kicked off of the main islands by the people, uh, they went to these other islands and built these um, temples right. for themselves. So that's what the stones are meant to be temples? Yeah. There are okay. temples um, where they supposedly lived after people came and drove them out, and of, drove their... Them out of their natural environment okay Um, yeah nowadays they don't do as much building uh they are attributed i'm saying that word a lot attributed they they are more like tricksters and and pranksters nowadays okay we're getting really uh into into some like fairy stuff huh Uh -huh. yeah so a lot of times if uh someone will uh if something like goes a little bit wrong or, or you can't find something, people will attribute it. Like, oh, the Menehunas are playing a trick on me, right? Oh, so it's yeah. nothing like too devious. It's just they're little tricksters. They no, like yeah. playing their pranks. Um, no, yeah, they're not like dangerous. No, I'm they're imagining. not. They're, they're not just dangerous, kind of, no. Yeah. They're like, so they are. They are like the kind of um, less terrifying fairy, like fair folk. They're like. Yeah. The kind, the ones that kind of mess with you, and they'll like steal stuff and like move stuff around. And not, if like, you watch them work, they will turn you into stone. Like, they, yeah, like don't, 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 don't get it mixed up. They will turn you into stone if you watch them build stuff. Yeah, so, no, like, absolutely. They have that. no no qualms about that. But just don't do that. Honestly, I kind of get it. It's kind of like uh, 
um, when you are in high school and you like either draw in a sketchbook or you like write stuff in a notebook and like like you write like stories or poems or whatever and someone will like try to take your sketchbook or your notebook and like see what you've been working mm-hmm. on without asking i imagine it feels kind of like that oh yeah don't don't even tell me that you wouldn't turn somebody into stone for looking oh. at your private like notebook if someone took my journal out of my hands to like see what i was working on mm-hmm. i and i had the power to turn them into stone or some other sort of lifeless material i would do it in a second Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I do get it. I feel bad. I came down a little too hard on the Menehune earlier. <laughs> I did. I I judged too harshly and too quickly. I retract. I retract okay. my statement. They appreciate it. Yes, thank you. They appreciate it. Um, there have been some sightings. I'm trying to find them. Okay, yeah, for on. sure. Just give me a second. I got you. I got you. Patience is the name of the game. Uh, reading from wolfstoria.com. Okay. Menehune have definitely taken on a more spiritual presence in recent times, as opposed to the physical one they seem to have hundreds of years ago. They appear only to those who are, quote, marked, or people they like and feel some kind of connection with. Uh, sometimes they are linked with balls of spiritual light that will grant wishes, but mostly they wow. only show themselves to children who grow up in the shadows of the mountains. One school teacher from one of the islands has said that she has met several students who come to her with reports of small people playing by the stream or wandering through the woods. She told interviewers that it was rare for her students, um, sorry, uh, that it was rare that her students would be frightened by them, although she stated that one girl who saw them particularly regularly was treated to a cold stare from one of them when she was opted uh, when she opted to stay inside during recess instead of going out for a walk like she normally did. Oh, man. So they they're mad. They're (laughs) mad when kids don't want to hang out with them. Apparently, so they really like hanging out with the kids and like going on a walk through like the woods and all yeah. the wilderness. And if a kid decides, no, I need to stay in and like do work, they they're like, I thought we were friends. I was going to say, I know it's probably a little spooky when you're a kid and you see something like that. But I have mm-hmm. to say that if the worst thing they've done is give someone a mean look, that's not sure. too bad. Sure. And also turn someone to stone. OK. But I mean, if the worst thing they've done with the kids. Since yeah, then. Like since that. OK. Like. Look, Andrew, <laughs> you can't just keep dredging up people's past when they've, like, learned and grown okay, and improved. Fair. It's been so long. They were so young back then. It's been such yeah. a long time. But fair. also just in general, I meant, like, specifically the story with the, the school kids. Mm-hmm. If, like, the one time a kid was frightened of them was just because they get glared at her through a window. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I get it. But also, it's no, I wouldn't. it's fine. Look, if I was hanging out with somebody, like, a lot, like, a person... And then one day just, I decided to not hang out with them and then they would just stare at me. Mm. Yeah, I would be kind of scared. Yeah, I get oh, that, I guess. I, I didn't mean to hurt you. But also I would be a little I would be a little mad if my friend who I thought if someone who I thought was my outdoor walking friend just mm-hmm. didn't show up one day. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. did she not let them know she was going to cancel? Maybe Probably she just not. didn't go. And Maybe she just, like, didn't finish her test in time and she had to stay in during recess. Yeah, she, like, ghosted them and they were like, hey. Yeah, hey, I don't appreciate that, friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so this part is really interesting to me, right? Mm -hmm. There has been, other than the fish pond and some of the other uh, structures that they've built around the Hawaiian Islands, there hasn't, I haven't talked about, like, proof as much. There have been the sightings. Um, This is, like, real-world actual, like, proof that this sort of thing could happen. Okay. Um, And I want to talk to you about Homo florensiensis. All right. I don't know what that is. You're going to tell me. Homo florensiensis is uh, nicknamed, quote, Hobbit. end quote, is an extinct species in the genus Homo, like we're Homo sapiens. 
The remains the remains of an individual that would have stood about 1.1 meters or 3.7 inches. Uh, three feet. <laughs> wow, three feet seven inches 3. tall. Three point seven inches. They're oh my very god, small. it's a borrower. They're very small. Uh, Thumbelina. <laughs> they found Thumbelina's bones. They did. Three Sorry. feet seven inches in height were discovered in 2003 at Liangbua. On the island of Flores in Indonesia. Okay. Partial skeletons of nine individuals have been recovered, including one complete skull. Uh, These remains have been the subject of intense research to determine whether they represent a species distinct from modern humans. Um, Okay. Though the dominant consensus is that these remains do represent a distinct species due to genetic and anatomical uh, differences. So from Indonesia... um, which is like in the Pacific Islander sort of area. Yeah. Right? So some of the um, theories are that these Homo floresiensis, this other species of very small human, came to the Hawaiian Islands and were the, yeah. quote, Menehuna. Which I think is just really just buck wild. I think that's really cool. There is like some sort of skeletal proof that this other race of of humanoid being existed in right. the world. Yeah, and I had never heard of that before mm-hmm. either. I Now, did they mention if the people were magic? I'm not sure that they can do, like, genetic, any sort of testing for Then magic. what good is it? Look. What good is all your science if you can't tell me? If we can't prove magic, what good is science? If we can't prove magic, then what good is all your science? That should be your new bumper sticker. <laughs> If you can't prove magic, what good is science? I don't mean that my mother is a scientist. I don't mean that. <laughs> well, my mom's a magician, so. Wait, really? No. Oh, I was going to lose that. I was like, I've met your mom. Is she a magician? No, oh, my is, God. she's not a magician. Okay, but that is actually Neither a really cool theory. I love, a, I love an archaeological take. Me too. Me too. So, what is your impression of the Menehune? I like so them. You like them? I like them. I think they're like, well, they're either, either they're a cool uh, variant on like Homo sapiens that I was unaware of, mm-hmm. uh, or they are essentially like fairies, like in fae folk, but in warmer, prettier weather. <laughs> yeah. So there is that. Um, one thing that I did want to be cautious about okay. is similar to how um, some people say like, oh, aliens built the pyramids and all of oh, that. Oh, yeah. How that can be very problematic in, in assuming that these non-white People can't build these magnificent magnificent structures without magic, without magic right? and help from some magical being. Um, and I did want to be careful about that. Oh be- yeah, because the, I don't believe that that's what this is. Which goes back to like Europeans bringing the influences of fairy folk over mm-hmm. to the Hawaiian Islands. I don't believe that's what this is. But I did want to be careful and say that is not at all what I think it is. Oh yeah, I don't neither. Know if do you have I. a different take? I'm- no, of absolutely not. Okay. Human beings do not need outside help for innovation. Like humanity is capable of in, uh, of like amazing acts of innovation and engineering yes. and has been for a long time. And we don't need aliens or magic to explain that. No, absolutely not. Aliens and magic are cool and fun. And if people work together with magic aliens, <laughs> then everything will be so now, much better. Now, do I think that – a couple of people got turned into pillars because they saw the the magic folk working. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. That happened. Did. That did happen. Don't watch the Minahuna work. If you ever go to Hawaii, that's yeah. D- just be careful. 
We haven't done a survival tip on this show in a while because the last several things we've covered didn't really necessitate them. So let me just drop this one on you. If you encounter the Menahune and they tell you not to do something, just like don't do it. Just don't watch them work. They want to be, they want their privacy. Respect their, like actually survival tip, respect boundaries. Yeah, not even just with Menahune. Just, just respect, respect boundaries. The boundaries. Respect boundaries. That's my tip for today. Not just survival tip, but just like a just like a being a chill person who exists in the world t- mm-hmm. tip. Just uh making society a better place to exist tip. Respect people's boundaries. No, absolutely. Um I did want to find Especially if they can turn you into a pillar. Well, especially in that. <laughs> There was one more story I wanted to Ooh, read yeah. This is going to be a short one. Okay, okay. We're getting close to a decent length anyway. Okay. Particularly, I'm planning to release this one tomorrow to okay, make up for great. the missed Sunday, and then the longer one will be the Sunday episode. Great. So I can't find the story. Oh, that's I'll okay. I'll just read it off from memory. Read it from memory. Josh, <laughs> wow. I've been in the suffering booth too long. Yeah, sorry. This place <laughs> will get to you. It does. Um, so the one story that I did read, and I, I'm so sorry. If you can find it, tweet at me because I can't um, attribute it to the anyone. Um, so there was a, a person who was driving down the road one night in um, a Hawaiian island, and I, for the life of me, cannot remember which one. Okay. But she was I, – I believe it was a, a woman driving and a, a, a woman who wrote the story. Um, okay. She saw what could only be described as a line or a parade of very small – people with various colors of hair just walking down the road in front of her. And although she slammed on her brakes, she could not slow down in time and accidentally hit at least one of them. No! She stopped the car and got out only to find nothing there except a dent in her fender and a tuft of red hair in her uh, front bumper. There was no sort of body and all of the other beings, assumedly Menehuna, had fled into the forest surrounding the road. Oh, my gosh. All that she had was the tuft of red hair. And the dent. And the dent. Proving that she did hit something. Mm -hmm. That's wild. And also, I really hope she didn't find herself, like, cursed because of that. I hope not Um, either. Because I feel kind of bad. It doesn't seem like that was really her fault. It wasn't. But it wasn't anyone's no, fault. No, it seems like right? a no-fault accident. But still, like the many who might not have seen it that way. Maybe not. They because might have. They are a proud people. Yeah, they might not have. They might have seen it as an attack. I hope they didn't, for her sake. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's wild. I'm glad that seemingly they were also okay. Uh, so am I. Yeah. I think they are one of those sorts of um, beings that can't really like. Die from physical Harm like human that. human things. I hope that so. People do. That's good. I really hope so too. Keep them safe. Keep them keep them close. Keep them safe. <laughs> but not don't keep them close when they're working. Though. No. Don't you dare. Uh-uh. Go, don't you even think about it. It's like when you're on a subway or something and you're wearing headphones, right? Uh-huh. You don't want to be bothered. That's a really good yeah. And people are going to try and like come up and talk to you, like probably or because like, people are the worst. Yeah, people are the worst. Or like when I'm reading a book somewhere public, like. Mm-hmm. That is so I can read the book and not have to interact with the world around me. Please don't talk to me. I know if you want to know what I'm reading, just look at the cover. I'd rather you just look at it. Don't try to talk to me. So there are like certain things that we as humans do that Mm -hmm. kind of we think we know say – don't bother me right now. Yeah. Maybe working for them is one of those things that they just think means don't don't bother me. Don't Don't talk to me. Yeah. It's like when the puffer fish puffs on up or when the rattlesnake rattles his little tail. Exactly. Yeah. Except the consequences are – a lot worse than what we can probably do. I mean, the rattlesnake can kill you. Right. I meant we oh, humans. I don't know why I thought we included the rattlesnake. 
you know, it could. You it know, could. we, all of us non-magical beings, right, have course. to stick together, I guess. Which I don't, I can't believe I just undersold myself like that and said I wasn't a magical being. Like, what am I doing? That's all right. But thank you. I like, I like these guys. Me too. I like these guys. Me too. I like these, uh, I like these warm weather, I like these warm weather summertime cryptids. Very good. They are. Also, I did not know you lived in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, you learn something new every day. So let's come up with some sort of, we haven't done like a rating or anything. Oh, no, we haven't. Either. You're right. I don't know oh, if you guys still do that. We do sometimes. We're not that consistent to form on this mm-hmm. show, but, you know, we're just out here having fun and, and playing it fast and loose. But yeah, so what are you thinking? Maybe instead of a rating. Okay. Let's say you have all of these magical powers. Okay. Oh, okay. shoot. All right. All right. Nice. And you are on, I don't know, what sort of like public transit do you want to be on? Um, I could be on like the metro, like the, the okay. I'm close to DC. All Let's right. do the DC metro. So you're on the metro and you're reading a book and you have headphones in. Okay, perfect. And someone comes up and tries to talk to you. Oh boy. What would you use your magic powers to either turn them into or do? Hmm. Let's say turn them into. What would you turn this person into? What I turn them into. So I'm on the metro. Mm-hmm. We'll probably turn them into. Well, I want to say I want to turn them maybe something recognizable, something that would fit the environment. I either want to go dramatic or I want to go subtle. If I want to go subtle, I'd turn them into a rat so they'd blend in mm-hmm. because it's the metro. Sure. Uh, so, you know, a rat wouldn't super be out of place. Um, if I want to go, like, really dramatic, I could just, like, turn them into a statue with, like, a big plaque on it that says, like, don't talk to people while they have headphones in. Stop being jerks. Good. That's more of like a cautionary. Yeah, tale. that was. That's like if I want to do a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be like big and bold and be like a, a lesson to all ye who would right. bother. Oh, I like that. A lesson to all who would pester, and I, like I would that. call it like um. And it would have a title on it too because like at that point I'm really doing it up, and it would be like the pesterer's mistake. Perfect. I Thank love you it. very much. Well, that was the Menehune. There isn't like a it. whole lot that I could find, but they are um, near and dear to my heart. Yes, and I and I am always happy to hear people share something with a personal connection. So yeah. that that's really awesome. And thank you for sharing that with me. Absolutely. So. To wrap up, I would like to remind you all that you can find us on our social media at CryptKeepPod on Twitter. That is C-R-Y-P-T-K-E-E-P-P-O-D. And then you can find us. uh, That's also our email address. It's that at gmail.com, CryptKeepPod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook under The Cryptic Keeper and in our Facebook group, The Cryptic Keeper Appreciation Group, where we hang out, post memes and Talk about all kinds of creatures and critters and just kind of fun stuff. We try to keep it a positive space on the internet in these trying times. So you can also, if you would like to support us financially, uh, help us budget for things like hiring uh, an audio producer or upgrading uh, recording equipment and software, etc., etc., you can donate to us on our Patreon, which is The Cryptid Keeper. And Donors of any tier can access our podcast within a podcast, our actual play Monster of the Week podcast, uh, A Horror Borealis, which also has Andrew on it. Hi. And yeah, um, as fan favorite character, Siobhan O'Shaughnessy. Uh, and then you uh, donors of $5 and up have access to a Discord server, um, um, bonus episodes, more to come there. We do movie nights, polls, all kinds of fun stuff. So if you would like to support us that way, that would be much appreciated. And if not, if you can't afford to or don't feel like it, that's either way. That's fine. We appreciate all forms of support, be that word of mouth, be that sharing on your socials, be that just downloading and listening to this podcast every week. It's really amazing, and we kind of can't believe you do it. So thank you very much. And as always, our music is by Andrew Giada. That's me. 
And, as I say every week, we hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there.